0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, happy Wednesday. Hey, I hope everybody's doing well. I am so excited about today. Um, I've been excited about today since Sunday. So actually, I should be excited about every day, every day. But welcome, 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 your mind, your body, your choice with Sonya McQueen, So I ask often um, for people to inbox me and then I don't give you an email address or a a website or anything else because I don't even know myself. But I want to start off somewhere in the middle and towards the end, I'm going to give my email address. You can find me on Facebook. I believe um, Truth is Better Than Fiction. Sonia McQueen, try both of those. I'm on Instagram as Sonia McQueen. And my email address is Sonia at led l e d by motivation That's Sonia at led by or Miss MRS McQueen M C Q U E E N. The numbers six nine at icloud.com. That's missmcqueen69 at iCloud.com and the missus MRS because I was married, y'all. Okay, so I asked again and I was blessed with a topic for today. I was inboxed again and asked not to share a name again. But before I share the topic, I want to let you guys know um, how powerful words can be even if you don't always understand the words that are coming out of people's mouths. Words are power. They're more powerful than the upper cut I'm able to give being a southpaw. They're more powerful than uh, a knife cut because that can heal. But words sometimes, you never heal from them. And sometimes they're so positive and motivating, they hit you in the core, right in your gut. You know, somebody says some words that are so strong and powerful, you just replay them in your head. Well, before I started this podcast, on Facebook, I asked my 40 friends um, for help with a title for my podcast, an overall title. And I received a lot of responses. No, not a lot. I received roughly 10 responses. Um, for me, that's a lot. But one of them, it was too deep for me, but it was so deep, I have these words written down. And so I hope he doesn't mind, but a gentleman named Eric Jones um, said, How about the water's path? Turbulence right along with the calm. And I said, Okay, please give me one of your awesome explanations of this. And this is what he replied with, is fluidity at its finest. Water instinctually tells a story of struggle, strength, tenacity, anger, darkness. Its story is endless. And if you think of your life as water, the smallest particles of of your, I'm sorry, the smallest particles of your bounce from one edge to another, sometimes destroying and damaging things in your path, and sometimes renewing, and cleansing things, restoring things to anew. Mm -hmm. Then he told me to think about my life story. Water can get stained and tarnished. Parts of it can easily evaporate away with little effort. And at the same time, water, life, has the ability to reproduce itself, all the while learning to absorb and dissipate what tarnished and stained it before an amazing thing that seems supernatural, but it's just the way that water has evolved itself. Mostly when anyone, anything is lost in the wilderness, the water's path is what it's searched for. Is that not beautiful? I, I think that I teared up when I read it. It was just so powerful and moving, and I was waiting for the right time to share, and I just felt like it was the right time to share. It also moves me, if you give me just a second to um, bring up what my topic is for today. Um, I got a, a, a text message. Well, it's not a text message. It's an inbox on Facebook from somebody explaining um, their situation. So this person um, had a child. He had a child with with the lady and you've got to understand something about me i'm very faithful to my promises and if somebody asked me not to use their name and to try to change their story a little bit so people don't know who they are or where it came from i honor that so if 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 this is your story i hope i'm honoring you with your request But this person um, had a child with with a young lady and the family, the young lady in the family, because the gentleman wasn't in the right place at the time. He wasn't in his right place at all. You know, he he wasn't doing things correctly. He felt like in his life and especially to bring a child into the atmosphere he was in. He was not specific about what he was doing or how he was doing it. But he did say he wasn't in the right place. So he could have been homeless, jobless, um, in in, uh, just a, a bad place. I don't know. So he let the child's mother talk him into just automatically signing over all his rights, all of them. And with the promise that he would always be a part of his child's life. But just give me all rights so we don't have to go through any um, financial issues. You don't ever have to worry about me saying, hey, I need child support. You don't ever have to worry about me disappearing on you or any of that. Just sign over everything 100%. I'll raise our child. He was like, how can you beat that? You have my best interest at heart. But in the end, it seems as though she didn't have his best interest at heart because as she raised their son by herself, she made it clear to the son, your father didn't want you. Your father signed you away and your father wants nothing to do with you from birth. She instilled this into their son. So as he was trying to see the son, he wasn't able to, you know why? because he signed his rights away he gave her full custody it was like he didn't exist he didn't exist anywhere except on that birth certificate he has nothing to do with that child and the mother went out of her way to keep their son away from his father now I must say there's probably way more to this story the, the mother probably has her own reasons for doing what she did. Um, the father might be telling things with blinders on. He might not know the wrongs he committed before this. Maybe it was a, an abusive relationship and she didn't want her son to have, I have no idea because I do not know this gentleman, but I'm telling you what he shared via this message. So now the son is grown and the, 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 the parent's thinking, okay, this is my opportunity. The father's like, this is my opportunity to get to know my son because he's not under his mother's thumb. And he can make his own decisions. But the son still wants nothing to do with his father. Nothing. He won't respond to him. He won't reply to him. He won't reply to the family. The family's reaching out. Friends are reaching out. He will not reply to anybody based on his truth, which was instilled in him by his mother. I read this a couple of times to get a full understanding. And of course, I'll never have a full understanding. The only way you can have a full understanding is to have the the parents, both mom and father in a room with God (laughs) because she's still going to have her side and he's going to have his side, but God is the only one who will know the truth, right? And that's not happening today. So all I could think is, wow, what would it take for me to 100% make the decision to cut a parent out of my child's life? Now, I'm not going to get too much into my own story, but I did make it to where one of my kids, um, you know, I wasn't with the father and my child used to visit the father and the father did some stuff I didn't like, you know. Um, So I wouldn't send my child back until I had full custody. And once I had full custody, I knew it was okay to let my child go back to their parent the other parent because I don't have to worry about you trying to kidnap my child I don't have to worry about you playing any games with my kid once summer's over or Christmas break is over or spring break is over if you don't put my child back on that plane you're going to have some legal repercussions Um, and so that was my reasoning for my story but I don't know their reasoning I don't know their full story but I will say this Except for abuse, mental, sexual, emotional, financial, it doesn't matter. Except for abuse, I cannot see somebody dismissing a parent out of a child's life. For life, I I can't see it. And this is going to rub some people really, really wrong, and I'm okay with that. In some circumstances, that abuse should not cut that child out of that parent's life. I'm going to give you a couple of examples of why I say that. Me and my husband, Billy, and I don't have a husband named Billy, so you know I'm making this story up. I have a very loving, very loving husband. But me and my husband, Billy, we don't get along, and he curses me out on the regular, and I cuss him back out and emotionally he just starts badgering me and he's, he's mean and he's nasty and, and the words that come out of his mouth shouldn't come out of anybody's mouth about any other person. It, it just shouldn't happen like that and it becomes abusive. His language is abusive. The way he approaches me is abusive and I leave him and I have a child with him. If that abuse never went to those kids, I should not hold those kids from their father. But let's just say it did. That's why you have guardians. That's why you have court systems. That's why you have so a plethora of things to where that missing parent can spend time with their child and not um, put that kind of pressure on the child. You're You're making decisions. And you don't always know that they're right for your child. Now sometimes we just have to make those decisions like I did. You know, my child was probably upset that I was like, "Nope, can't go see your dad. You can't go. I'm not going to tell the child why. You just can't go and let's find something else to do for the summer. Um, of course, they're upset because they love their dad, but I know what I'm doing is right. But in the end, I went through the court did what I had to do and when I had what I needed now you can go see your dad now you can spend time I never said you can't talk to your dad you can't love your dad your dad's a horrible person I wouldn't do that to a child but because of what we have going on until I have that full custody you're not going back I'm sorry there are situations you're beating your kids and you're beating your your spouse man or woman you're beating them and you're you're physically harming them and you are ruining this child's opportunity to live a healthy happy life in society you deserve to be removed You're cursing your child out, telling them how ugly they are, how they'll never amount to anything, how they're worthless. Their worth is in areas a child's worth shouldn't be. You're sexually exploiting your child. You deserve to be removed. But because you're living life hard, maybe you're on drugs, maybe you're an alcoholic, maybe you're homeless, maybe you're cheating and you're bouncing from partner to partner and you're cheating on your significant other. Those are not reasons to remove your child from the love and care of a parent. I am not a psychiatrist, psychologist, sociologist, medical professional, period. I'm I'm a chief compliance officer, I write invoices. I I write people up. I, I, I fix OSHA complaints and HIPAA complaints and labor law complaints. That's what I do in my job every day. But I don't have a medical degree. But I can say, and I'll stand by my words, abuse is not okay in any form, any fashion. I'm not sticking around anybody who doesn't use loving words when they speak to me. The worst my husband does when he's upset or I can tell something's bothering him about me, he calls me Sonia. That's the worst. If he calls me Sonia a couple of times, I know uh, uh, something's wrong. Something's wrong. It, that's the worst it gets. I'm, I I cannot tell you anybody calling me out of my name ever. Now, it happens. I know people get upset and they call each other names and they get over it. Um, that's just how some people, some people call themselves names. Heck, I I see females call themselves names all the time. So it's what you'll put up with, but what you'll put up with, don't make your child put up with it because you will, because you allow somebody to beat on you, which is totally wrong. Um, and it makes me question your, your, your self-worth, what you know you're worth. And believe me, most all of us are worth rubies and pearls, diamonds, immeasurable amounts of money. Uh, It's ridiculous what we're really worth, but some people don't understand their worth for whatever reason. And they allow their significant other to treat their kids in kind. You know, okay, you talk about me like a dog and you call me names and you slap me around and now you're doing my daughter like that, but I'm going to stick by you because I'm not going to get anything better anywhere. This is getting deeper than I expected it to, but my whole point is, if it's not that deep, I don't understand a parent keeping the child away from another parent. Here's another situation. That was dropped on me. Um, actually, while I'm talking to you guys, um, <laughs> this just came to my mind because it was inboxed to me the other day. A woman remarries. She's married, and her and her husband have a baby, and they're not getting along, and they divorce. And she remarries a year later. The child's not even two. But she's remarried. You know, she meets somebody else and they quickly fall in love and they quickly get married. I think it was actually two years later she remarried. But anyhow, the child was still not old enough to go to school. And now this new husband doesn't want the dad around. And the mom, so afraid to lose the husband, she agrees to that. She agrees to that. She keeps her child and her first husband's child away because the new husband doesn't want another man around now I have all kinds of thoughts and feelings about that but I'm gonna keep them to myself right now because this is really about the child how unfair and selfish is she you can't see your dad because your new daddy stepdaddy my husband doesn't want you to so we're gonna oblige by that And cut your dad out so that I don't lose him. In my opinion, he's already a loser. He's insecure and he's selfish. Because one thing I knew when I remarried, my husband already had kids and so did I. And I love all those kids like they are mine. And I have relationships with a couple of their moms. Um, One was grown, so I don't know his mom at all. Never seen her, never spoke to her, wouldn't know if she bit me. But the other ones, I made sure to let them know what kind of woman I am because I'm in your kid's life. And I want you to know that I'm a loving person. And they appreciate me just like that. We're not friends. We don't hang out or anything. But they know I love their kids. And they know I have their best the best interest in my heart for their kids. And they know that I'll always be there for their kids. And I know that they appreciate that. I'm the same way. You know, I I came into this marriage with kids, two were already grown. But my youngest, I had to make sure that this dude that she's gonna be around isn't a pedophile. He's not abusive. He's not assertive. He's not jealous you know, cause she's got a whole daddy. So once I was assured of that, I'm a hundred percent in a hundred percent in, because that's what you want. You want somebody who's like, all right, we're going to be an extended family. If you're going to be an extended family, not okay, now I need you to cut all of his family or all of her family out. I don't want them around. You can't be like that. And from what I gather from the story that was sent to me, that I I was going over originally, it didn't even have to do with another person. It didn't have to do with an an abusive situation. It had nothing to do with these situations just, all right, now that I've gotten you to give me 100% custody, I don't need you. I don't want you around. I don't really like you as a person. And I'm going to raise our son on my own and be gone with you. Once again, if that is the situation, how selfish. You have stripped this person from having a loving relationship with their child and letting the child grow up to make their own decisions. You have inserted your heart and your feelings 100% And made them your child's heart. And your child's feelings. How selfish is that? How selfish is that? I I do strongly believe. In doing right for our kids. Strongly believe it. I'm an advocate for kids. I'm an advocate for everything. But I'm an advocate for kids. An advocate. I'm a mom mom. I'm not a friend mom. My kids will tell you now. I don't hang out with them. We don't have wine together. We don't drink together. We don't party together. They don't curse around me. They don't threaten me. They don't talk crazy to me. I'm a mom mom. But I also raise my kids with their best interest in my heart. If you know me, you know I've had a lot of male friends. And people get friendship messed, mixed up with relationships. It's not the same thing for me. I can hang with a dude all day, every day. All day, every day. I'm a big tomboy. Don't let my heels that I wear all the time fool you. Um, you know, I'm not into any of that makeup or weave or nails or any of that. And there's nothing wrong with it because I have some girly girlfriends, but I'm a tomboy and everybody knows it. And I do better with male friends than female friends, right? But even with my male friends, I knew which ones to keep away. You know, you, you, can't, you can be my friend, but you can't hang out in my house with my girls. You know, I'm not going to go to the store and leave some random friend in my house watching my kids or going to the club. Or, You know, my kids' interest was always at the forefront of my life. And that's what more parents need to do. Put your kid's interest first. If you have a child, they did not ask to be here. I didn't ask to be here, you didn't ask to be here, your neighbor didn't ask to be none of us did. Our parents laid down and for whatever reason, we're here now, we're here now. And if you were raised like I was raised, your parents did what they had to do to make sure you were taken care of. I remember thinking my mom was just horrible, <laughs> horrible. I was like, man, here I am. I'm, a, I'm a, a track star. My mom doesn't come to my track meets. I sing in this choir. I'm in the elite choir. She never comes to my, my, um, uh, You know, when you go out and you're singing at night, whatever it's called, in in the school. She's never been to one of my concerts. Thank you. I play piano and clarinet. My mom never came to one of those concerts. Just horrible. I come home, she's in bed. Or she's gone. Um, And as she was gone, she was at work. And it was just crazy, you know. And I I had no appreciation. And then I got in trouble and um, had to go stay with my dad. And then I realized what no appreciation really meant. My dad loves me, but his wife did not. And his wife, I'd come in the house, if you read my book, you'll know this, and she'd be talking about me on the phone, how ugly I was, how, how I stank, how nasty I am, and laughing and talking loud to make sure I heard her. Um, i never forget, we got into a fist fight one time, and you know, it turned her kids against me. And I was young, you know, I was respectful. I didn't talk crazy to her. I didn't raise my voice. When she talked about me, I would just go to my room. It would hurt my feelings. I'd stay in my room. She made sure that there was nothing, you know, I I couldn't, if she cooked, she would do stuff like put up all the food and disconnect the microwave and then plug it back up because back at those in those days to tell my age you had to reprogram your microwave if you turned it on I'm sorry if you unplugged it or turned it off and I didn't know how to do that so it was her way of making sure I didn't eat what she cooked and I was fine with that you know but it was the lack of care and love she gave and my dad knew it and to a certain extent he allowed it because he wouldn't be there, and when we got into a fight, my father finally took me out of the house for the most part, and I went to go stay with one of his girlfriends, but it, it was just crazy. The um, it, it actually is abuse. She was emotionally abusing me, and then tried to physically abuse me, but that didn't work out in her favor, so it made me... Number one, appreciate my mom, because when my mom found out that this lady, even though I got the best of her, my mom still came out there to handle her business with this lady who tried to put her hands on her child. That's a mom's love right there. My mom going to get on a plane. She going to come and show this lady, oh, you want to put your hands on somebody? I'm going to give you a grown up to try this with. But it also showed my mom's a protector. I miss that when I live with my mom. It showed me how much my mom loved me. Even though she never told me, it showed me how much she loved me. And also, let me throw in there the reason my mom, you know, I I didn't think about this as a kid, but the reason my mom never came to my concerts or to my track meets, which I found out later she did come to one of my track meets, uh, is because she worked. My mom never had a dude in the house. You know, I never woke up and there was some guy coming out of her room. My mom worked hard she would get off of work tired take a bath and get in bed i didn't starve Uh, she didn't hit me i've never had a whipping in my life she didn't verbally abuse me she didn't emotionally abuse me she didn't allow any men in the house so she didn't have to worry about me being abused other ways so what i missed as a kid i picked up later on in life and it allowed me to fix the things my mom wasn't able to do and do it for my kids. It allowed me to be there when My daughter ran track. It allowed me to be there when Tweet, if you know my youngest, sang. And she had her concerts. And she played several instruments. And it allowed me to take her to all these lessons, her acting, her dancing, her singing, her uh, piano, her bass, everything, everything. It allowed me to spend quality time with my kids and have date nights. But it also allowed me to look at what kind of people I brought into their lives and put in their faces, and allowed to spend quality time with my kids. When I realized I didn't have a strong male figure in my life, I moved to be closer to my brothers because I couldn't think of better, stronger male role models for my girls than my two brothers. They were phenomenal. They were great role models for me, and the reason I stayed out of trouble, which I I really talked about my brother Greg last week because he was in the same town I was in and being around my brother Greg meant straighten up and fly right. And I wanted my kids to see that. And I said all this to say do not hold your anger, your thoughts, your transgressions against your child's mother or father to your child's feet. Don't put that kind of fire on your children. If that person has not been abusive to that child, do not, do not take away the opportunity for your child to have a loving relationship with their parent. And children, grown or young, if you have a parent that's done that and you can hear this message today, you... Do what's necessary for you, especially if you're grown. Ain't nobody going to come and and try to put their hands on you and you're grown. It's not going to happen. And if somebody comes out of you talking sideways, they come at you like that, calling you names or talking to you crazy, then you'll know what you know. But it won't be what you've been told. But you're not positive of yourself. You've got to start somewhere for me, for me. Thank God I was not in those situations. I had my own situation, but it was an eye-opener for the love that I never really knew I had for my mom. It was an eye-opener, and I was able to make that decision myself. I was able to see myself because of the lack of love I got when I ended up somewhere else. So please, you guys, do not hold your kids to the fire because you have beef with their mom or dad don't do that to your child and you never know it might go the total opposite way and that child might end up resenting you and you might be the one who loses that relationship you might be the one who in the end the child is like why would you do that to me and you have to answer to that just be the best parent you can be and give your child the proper tools to make the proper decisions. If you raise a child right, they will see what they need to see all on their own. You don't need to tell them. I, one thing I didn't do when my kids were growing up, I didn't dog any parent. I, I will admit I have three kids by three different guys. Three kids by three different guys. My oldest daughter's father's deceased. My second child's father—I um, I never told him I was pregnant. I just moved away, and it was what it was. Wrong of me. Wrong of me. But there's more to that story, anyway. But my third child's father—I was married to him. Three kids. Not one of you can. Not one of them can tell you, growing up, that I dogged their parent. Not one of them. Like I said, my oldest child's father is deceased. He was a good, good father and a good man. Good man. Middle child, never told him. My oldest child, I was married to her father. So not one of them will say growing up, my mom talked about any adult. It's just not my nature. I gotta let a kid be a kid. Let your children be children and keep them in children's place. Don't talk to them like they're grown. Don't try to put them on your level. And don't discourage them from having a loving and meaningful relationship with their missing mother or father. I actually went to 33 minutes. I'm so proud of myself, y'all. You just don't know. I I thought this would be the hardest thing to do. But once I start running my mouth, it's not as hard as I thought it would be to shut up. So... I want to thank you all for listening. And once again, if you have anything you would like for me to talk about, I'm, I'm actually covered for the next week. I'm so blessed. But if you have anything, if you have a situation, if you want to be on the show, if you want me to just talk about your situation, um, if you have a comment, I'll even read comments. I haven't received any yet, though. Um, if you have a comment, you can go to my Facebook Messenger. I'm Sonya McQueen. You know me. I have on white and I'm hugged up with a guy. He's my boyfriend slash husband. He has on white. You can inbox me, or on Instagram, I'm Sonya McQueen. My email address is Miss M R S. Sonya. No, it's not. I'm sorry. It's M R S. McQueen M C Q U E E N. The numbers six nine, which is the year I was born, at iCloud.com or McQueen at LedByMotivation.com. That's L-E-D-B-Y-M-O-T-I-V-A-T-I-O-N, LedByMotivation.com. I appreciate you all so much, and I hope you have a beautiful day and a beautiful week. God bless you all, and thank you.